Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, part of our year-long journey of thinking about courageous connections. If you're a regular listener, you know that I've been off for a couple of weeks. Um, had some events happen in my family that pulled me away. They also enabled for some amazing courageous connections that I will talk about in future episodes. But for today's episode, the beginning of June, my birthday month, um, I wanted to bring forth a query that came from someone in a leadership program I've been running for the last six months or so. So I've been working with this company and working with all different levels of leadership um, in monthly workshops and then weekly small group coaching um, coaching groups. And so I, I know these people pretty well, and this query came forward from one of the women who has been involved with this and who's really pretty astute. And we were, this is the second to last time we were going to be meeting in this program. And one of the things that just came up was how they could stay in touch with me. And I introduced them to the podcast show for people who weren't aware of it. And this woman actually had been, she'd been listening to it. And I mentioned to everybody that the theme was on courageous connections. And she said, she asked this question and she said, well, how do you do that? How do you really connect that deeply? And I will admit my first place was to go into my ego space like, oh, I think I just got a compliment. I think she's just telling me it feels like, wow, you know, you do that really well. How can I learn from you? So after my ego went off on its little ego trip, um, which lasted a few minutes, I will admit, then it came down to the reason that she was really asking was because someone special in her life had been really good at connecting. And she could had the opportunity and the privilege of being on the other side of that connection. And really was very curious, how did this person create that experience for her? What it felt like being on the other side of that kind of deep connection. So in gratitude to this young woman for asking such a powerful question, I wanted to make that the subject of today's podcast. Not from an ego-driven place for myself of assuming that I always do this well because I know that I don't always do it well and my kids would certainly make testimony to that as would a series of other people in my life. And there, it is something that I really put a lot of attention to and think about a lot and try to put into practice. So I wanted to take this opportunity to try to unpack it a little bit. What are the elements and components of really creating courageous connection, whether it's people at work, whether it's people that you know well, like friends and family, or whether it's strangers that we meet. Because again, in another future episode, an amazing courageous connection that recently happened for me in a train ride that is leading someplace beautiful too. So what are the elements of courageous connection? I think the first thing as I thought about this for me was I just innately find people fascinating. And I think there is a certain level of asking yourself, do I find people interesting? Or what is interesting about other people? And the reason that I say this is that 
Our egos are very, very active and they tend to keep us engaged with ourselves. Our social media makes us amplify our own self-engagement. How many likes did I get? How many clicks did I get? All those kinds of things. So social media definitely keeps us engaged with ourselves, even though in theory we're looking at other people's posts. It, you know, it, it focuses our attention. And we're naturally ego-driven creatures. That's how we were developed. And so this sense, this first piece of it is really, truly being fascinated. And I will say I'm one of these, you know, weirdo people, whether I'm standing in line at the movie theater or I'm sitting on a train or I'm sitting in a room at a meeting, I am always infinitely more fascinated with the people and who they are and what they bring and what's unique and interesting about them, what experience I might have with them than I am about the content of whatever it is. So, you know, this is sort of the first piece. And I won't say it's either something that you have or you don't have, because I certainly think it's something that we can intend toward. Um, but I do think it's the first piece, that we have to actually, at some level, find other people fascinating and interesting such that we would want to put our attention toward them. The second piece of courageously connecting with people, I feel like is clearing the space. And clearing the space can mean a number of things. I mean, clearing the space is literally, is the physical space, a space in which I can encounter somebody um, or am I so distracted by a variety of things? Do I sit in a seat that keep, like at a meeting that keeps me, my attention focused on what's happening through the window on the other side of the door, or do I, in a meeting, for example, sit someplace where I can really focus on the people? Or if I'm talking to somebody, am I in a physical space or position where I can really attend to them, or am I in the middle of cooking and doing 26 other things and that I can't really attend to them? But clearing the space is also a mental thing. It's a physical thing and it's a mental thing. In order to make real impactful, courageous connections, to create an experience that is deeply felt on the other side, the way this woman experienced feeling so deeply on the other side of this other person, means that you've, cre you've cleared mental space, that you have become willing to not think or about other things, to not attend to things, to not attend to a schedule or where you need to be or your to-do list or things like that. And I will say, it's not always the case that we have infinite open space, but one of the things that I often do so that I can clear my head of thinking about things, particularly if there is a timetable involved, is I'll set a time indicator on my phone or on a little clock so that I know it's going to go off a few minutes before I need to bring closure to a conversation so that all the rest of the time that I'm in the conversation, I don't have to think about the time. Um, so that's one of the little tricks I use. But the other one is really how do I clear my mental space from everything else that was going on? And, you know, if we're at work and we're in the midst of a whole bunch of things, how do you suddenly clear your space? your mental space to make yourself present for someone else. Or if you've had a busy day and you're home with your kids or your partner. But one thing I know for sure is that if we don't do it, we don't make that deep level of connection. We just can't because we're pulled in different directions.
So some of the way that I clear the space is, and I do this with my small group coaching groups, I mean, we get this whole group of people into a room who are all coming from different places. And the first thing we often do is breathe. I teach a breathing exercise at the beginning of the program, and we sit down and we breathe together. Um, sometimes we do something different and we'll share gratitude together, but we create a common experience either through breathing that clears the mind and getting really present, sharing gratitude, sharing something kind of a positive uplifting thing that takes people away from where they've been so that they could come and be really present to where they are. I think it's a practice that we generally don't use enough. Somebody flies through the door for a meeting or kids come through the door after school or spouse or we come home after work or things like that. And just because we're physically in the same room or same space doesn't mean we're all present with each other. And becoming present, clearing space to become present, takes some you know, intention. It takes an act that separates us from everything else. So I think that's the second piece is clearing space, physical space and mental space. The third piece of creating those deep connections is really setting the intention to. It was interesting the day the woman um, had asked this question, it had been a particularly you know, difficult week. Not difficult like hard, but just a lot going on. And I really wanted to be present for each of the groups that I had that day. And I actually, when we were doing our breathing, because we did stop and breathe when we all got together, is, you know, I actually said a prayer before each, each group, like in my quiet space. And my prayer was something like, you know, whether you're praying to God, the universe, yourself, to, you know, the spirits that help you or whoever it is or whatever it is, the intention or the prayer was, you know, please let me be present. Please let me be a vessel in communication here that I may be present for everybody in this room and that I may bring forth what it is that they need in this moment. You know, when I do kind of connect with God, I say, God, let me be a vehicle for what it is you have as an offering here that I might be the mouthpiece or the voice or the messenger messenger for the things that people need here. And it's my very clear way of setting an intention. I have an intention to be fully present. I have an intention to not be of myself or of my own ego or of my own agenda here. But I have the intention to truly be present and bring forth what it is um, this person may need from me here, whatever that would be. I think it's also a piece we overlook. And the same thing applies not only at work, but in connection with my kids. I know that if I pick my kids up, you know, from something and we're hurried and this and that, I can still be distracted. On good days, I can actually, before they get in the car, I can say to myself, all right, I can pray about it. I said, you know, let me be present. Let me leave behind everything else that's going on and let this be a place of really deep connection with my daughter right now. And taking that pause in that moment of setting that intention is so incredibly powerful. It just directs the attention in the right place. The fourth piece of this, and this goes to the whole courage to be curious, the name of my company, the wonder and the wonder your way to brilliant, 
is the fourth element of creating courageous connection is listening with curiosity. It's listening with curiosity and curiosity means that there's no attachment. There's no attachment to what the person is going to say or not say. There's no attachment to my own ego's role in the conversation. How am I going to come out looking? What role is there for me to share my stories? Or how can I be important here? How can I show that I can be helpful or significant? When I listen with curiosity, it's not my goal to be helpful. I mean, yes, I just told you I pray about let me bring forth whatever people may need. But then when I go into the listening place, I separate from it. I separate from that attachment that I have to come out having appeared useful or helpful here or fixing some problem or making something better because those needs come from my ego. They don't come from a place of connection. They come from a part of me that wants to feel useful rather than a part of me that wants to be, that is just totally present. So that listening with curiosity is without attachment. I don't need them to say something I don't something a certain way. I don't need them to validate my importance or my value here. I'm not going to judge what they say as being good or bad or right or wrong. And I don't have a need to insert my own self into the story or into what it is they're bringing forward. And this is perhaps one of the hardest ones because sometimes sharing our own selves and our own stories feels like a means of connection. And sometimes it does add, and some people find it really helpful to hear what your experience was because it helps them understand their experience. But lots of times we share our own experience or insert ourselves because A, we don't know what else to do, or B, we have reverted back to the ego part of ourself that is feeling the need to be inserted and be present because we have not yet cultivated fully the practice of just being available to somebody else. Um, in that moment without needing to put ourselves into it. So this listening with curiosity is an incredibly deep practice. Um, and one of the things that I think is at the heart of really cultivating courageous connection. And I think the last piece, which I would say is definitely related to listening with curiosity, but I want to distinguish it in and of itself because it loops back to that very first piece of finding people fascinating is the last piece of it creating courageous connection is the willingness and the commitment to seeking somebody else's experience the willingness and commitment to seeking someone else's experience like making it all about them and I'll share that it's been really interesting, you know, because of events that happened in my family this past week, I really needed some space for somebody to seek my experience. And I, you know, lots of people were, you know, some of my father passed away, so people were sharing condolences and all kinds of things. And then very quickly jumping into advice and, well, here's what you need to do, or here's what you could do, or here, blah, 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 or connecting it to their experience, or we would go off in lots of different directions. And I finally took to sharing with a couple of close friends the fact that what I needed most from them was to just be present and to seek my experience not to share any of theirs. I didn't need their advice. I didn't even, you know, what I needed was just people to seek my experience and be willing and courageous enough to just be present for it. 
And so I started to tell people that's what I need. And when someone would then show up and be able to deliver on that, that was a courageous and powerful connection, and I felt it. So this last piece of can we make ourselves available to simply seek someone else's experience conveys so much and such a powerful energy that somebody feels the power of our courageous connection. So this is my breakdown. I hope this woman who um, asked the query is listening because I think I've done a much better job of answering it here than I did when I was with her in the room. I had a little more time to think and be prepared. Um, but my question and query for everybody else, my offering, is to ask yourself, how can I show up to create the experience of courageous connection for somebody else? How can I show up to create the experience of create courageous connection for somebody else. So it's an invitation, an invitation to experiment, to play with these skills and practices. And then of course, share. I would love to hear your experiences. I love it when people email. We haven't got much sharing going on Facebook, but if you feel so inspired, go to our Facebook group, A Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, join or post something there. And if you like this podcast, please go on to iTunes and make a review. Um, tell us what you think. It helps other people to be able to find the show. And of course, feel free to share this with any of your friends, colleagues, family members who you feel like would enjoy this show, Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, with our focus on courageous connections. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again next week.